And just like that, it's a best of five. The Golden State Warriors dominate game two. Kyla Mills joins me for the breakdown next. This is Locked On Warriors. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Lockdown Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube, part of the, po- the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. It was domination every in every sense of the word. Steve Kerr ties the record for head coaches uh, for most 25-plus point playoff victories, tying Greg Popovich, leaping past Phil Jackson with, I believe, 17 of those now, 127-100 the final pure domination. Kylan, great to see you. Your immediate reaction and what adjustments did you see in game two versus game one? Good to see you, Cyrus. I'm happy we're here talking about a victory. I guess I brought good luck coming on the show after game two because game one was kind of brutal and I wasn't feeling great on Tuesday either. I just like had a migraine and the Warriors only made it worse for game one. So luckily (laughs) they came through for me today. A couple of the big adjustments that stood out for me. First, I thought from tip-off that the Warriors were looking to push the pace. And that's something that I had really zeroed in on after game one is that I thought the Warriors needed to try to get more buckets in transition. Anthony Davis in game one just dominated the paint on both ends. In order to try to counteract that, the Warriors had to try to push a little bit, get some fast break points and points in transition before he's able to really park in there. And the Lakers were so effective in in clogging up the lane and preventing the Warriors from getting to the basket. And that points in the paint disparity we saw in game one was largely, you know, a part of that was, was Anthony Davis just dominating on both ends. Um, and so I think that transition and trying to run the Lakers out of the gym was a good strategy looking at the fast break points, 17, seven Warriors advantage. So I think that's a really strong stat. And that was one area I was looking to see uh, the Warriors improve on second. Mm-hmm. I like the adjustment of Jamichael green. So initially when the word came out that Jamichael green was starting, I was like, uh, what, uh, what? Oh, uh, what? I mean, this is a man who's barely played in the postseason. Granted, we're only in the second round, but still, he got DNP'd at times during the regular season. He's been a non-factor through these, you know, this one series and the beginning of the second series. So that was a surprise to me. Then we learned that Kavon Looney apparently wasn't feeling the greatest, feeling a little bit ill. So it made a little bit more sense. But still, I was just surprised because you're talking about someone who hasn't even really competed this postseason. To being a starter, but I thought he played well. I thought mm-hmm. it was a good adjustment. Um, I liked what JMG brought to the table. Um, I think they did a much better job of attacking AD and making AD work defensively because that was another thing to try to prevent him from being as effective. Attack him, make him work, tire him out by mm-hmm. pushing the pace, by attacking him on defense. Um, and then also when he's on defense and also trying to get him out of the lane by running some high pick and rolls and trying to do whatever you can to force him out. And I think they did a much better job of that, which we saw at halftime. AD only had five points, I think it was, like five points and four boards. And to me, that first half execution was good. They did a good job of trying to draw him away from the basket, um, run him out of the gym, make him tired. Um, And in general, I just thought the Warriors' strategy and a number of those adjustments were super effective. Um, No surprise to see them break it wide open in the second half. Yeah, I I, uh, I was tweeting out when I saw the starting lineup change. I loved it. I was ecstatic because Jermichael Green is not someone that's like just come out of nowhere. Like he's actually been a really good basketball player 
for a very long time. There's a very good reason why Bob Myers um, pursued him when he, when he suddenly was available. The Phoenix Suns originally wanted him and the Warriors uh, mm. snuck in there and, and swiped him from right underneath the, the Suns' feet, um, which made me incredibly ecstatic. He was a good player for the Nuggets. I, I loved it, and I loved it for two reasons. One, I've been clamoring for the Warriors to actually use size. You can't – the small ball thing, like they survived the Kings with it, I don't think you can beat the Lakers with it. And um, and I'm really glad we saw him on the floor, A, because he's 6'9". He's a strong dude. Like he's a really – he's not a – like a scrawny 6'9". He's, a, he's no. a, stock, a stocky, muscular individual, but he also spaces the floor. I know that was like his biggest weakness this year was his three-point shooting. It wasn't exemplary. Um, it probably kept him on the bench a lot more than he maybe should have. Um, mm-hmm. He also had some injuries this year. He had that weird leg infection. I think he had right. COVID for a little while. He COVID, yeah, yeah. Like um, that, so it was just back-to-back, so that's tough. Yeah, absolutely. And so it was just a weird uh, a regular season that – I think kind of cast this like negative image on him as a whole, but he's been a great basketball player. Like, uh, you know, Kevin Danny used to cover him in, in his very early days in the G league before the NBA discovered him. And, and he never went back down there again. And uh, like the way Dan was raving about him, I was like, bam, I'm really convinced and sold on this player. So I'm ecstatic. And the fact that somebody in the chat wrote that Jermichael green scored more than Anthony Davis tonight is absolutely incredible. Um, let me let me ask you this, Kyla. Let me know if you yeah. agree with me or not. One thing that I noticed that was colossally different between this game and game one is that Draymond Green was immediately on Anthony Davis. Like, yeah. you, yep. you notice in game one, it was Looney getting that defensive assignment for a lot of it. And then Draymond simultaneously, because of the referees, um, got into foul trouble. So, so we never saw Draymond in the minutes he normally played. He was out of rhythm. He admitted that after the game. Tonight, like like Kerr immediately was like, Draymond, you're guarding Anthony Davis. That's your assignment. We've seen that defensive uh, assignment be incredibly effective through most of Draymond Green's career. He's always been a pest to Anthony Davis, and it showed. And Davis struggled mightily. Uh, what did you see? Did you, did you see the same thing? Did you see something differently? Your thoughts on that? Yeah, no, I agree. And that was one thing I thought was effective um, in game one was down the stretch in the fourth quarter when the Warriors went small, they had Draymond at the five. And also in the moments when they had Draymond defending AD, I thought that was the most effective they looked in game one. And that was definitely one of the things I was looking for in this game was to have Draymond on AD. And it was interesting, ended ended up playing out like that too, because Looney ended up being sick and not playing a lot. I will say Looney, incredible on the glass in game one, but I do think he's too slow-footed to be matched up with AD Agreed. at any point in time. Um, so that's where I think Draymond does have a big advantage in being a little bit quicker and more athletic um, while he is smaller and just being a great and smart defender um, to where he's able to get away with guarding AD. So I, I thought that was a great adjustment. I thought that was a key piece to the puzzle. Um, and that's also one of the reasons why I wanted to see Jonathan Kaminga in this game, and that's something that I've been tweeting about given the way that things played out in game one and the fact that Anthony Davis owned the paint, the Warriors really had no vertical threat in game one offensively. And then defensively, I think Draymond Green was the most efficient matchup and Kevon Looney's too slow. So I thought Jonathan Kaminga, this could be an opportunity. And, you know, I know we disagreed a little bit on this in, in the first series, but I understood a little bit why Kerr wasn't quick to put Jonathan Kaminga in later on in, in the first series, um, the first playoff series for the Warriors. I don't think he looked great and, you know, they ended up winning. So it is what it is. But to me, like this matchup called for Jonathan Kaminga, like mm-hmm. this made sense to me, given his skill set, that he deserved another chance. Um, so that was one thing that, I mean, again, kudos to Kerr for making the adjustments that I was looking for more of in this game was more JK 
So I'm surprised we didn't see more of that given the matchup. I think JK does have the size athleticism during the regular season. He was great defensively. Mm -hmm. So that's where I thought, you know, not that he's going to shut down AD, but he's someone who could be effectively a pest and at least disrupt him a little bit. Um, so I was a little bit surprised by that, but I thought Draymond on AD was working. Yeah, no, it absolutely was. And, you know, I, I, I'm with you. I, to me, Jonathan Kaminga is a player who's earned the minutes. It's, it's a little baffling, perplexing why he's not playing. But I can live with Kaminga not playing if Jamichael's getting minutes. Like, mm -hmm. as long as, to me, as long as one of these, those two players are, be, are given, you know, significant minutes, right? In Jamichael's case, started the game. He also played the third quarter. And another player that we're seeing a lot of, we saw him in, in the Sacramento series, um, and we and tonight he was like he made a profound difference, and that's our boy Moses Moody. We'd both been like clamoring for him all season. Uh, I don't know why we didn't see him that much in the regular season. The DNPs are driving us insane. He's yep. playing in the playoffs, and he's showing that he belongs. Um, when we come back, why don't we give him the love that he deserves? We'll give him the yep. stats. Oh, I'm ready to talk Moody. I'm yeah, ready let's to talk, talk Moody. <laughs> Absolutely, and I do want to give Kerr. Uh, respect. I always give Kerr's respect whenever he makes adjustments that work. Starting Jermichael Green was awesome. Um, the the Looney illness thing, by the way, we could touch on that a little bit more. Like, because I'm curious to know, Colin, if you think Looney should have even been there tonight. I heard Jalen Rose in the pregame talking about how if Looney's sick and he's still there, why is he around? Like, why is he jeopardizing the rest of the team, threatening their health as well? So I'm curious to know what your thoughts are, are on that and so much more. After we give some love first to eBay Motors, let me get that overlay. There they are right there. A fantastic tool if you're looking for auto parts, right? And and any way to save money, I think, is massive in, in this world we're living in today. And one of those resources you have to save money is eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. Steve Kerr's been struggling with that a little bit. I think he found something with Jamichael. I think he found something with Moses Moody. And it's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors with eBay Guaranteed Fit. You can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to confirm that the part's going to fit or your money back. That's called a guarantee, folks, because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow on the show. Kylan is back at it with me. We're going to preview game three and save that discussion for tomorrow's show because that's going to be massively important. Uh, the Warriors are about to start on a two-game road trip in L.A. Uh, it's every other day. I think that's going to play a huge factor as the series goes along. The Lakers, especially LeBron James and certainly uh, some other players, look old out there. I don't think this every other day thing is going to work out for them. Colin, would love to know your thoughts. But first off, Moses Moody tonight. And by the way, folks, you can follow Kylan Mills on all social media platforms, including Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, at Kylan Mills. It's her name. It's super easy. Uh, uh, Moses Moody tonight played 20 
five minutes melts my heart when I see either him or Kaminga or both getting real minutes. I love it. You rarely if ever see uh, ramifications from that. Positive results usually come from that. And no exception tonight. Moody was three for nine from the field, two for three from beyond the arc. But most importantly, perhaps seven rebounds. He was aggressive, added two assists, added a block, scored 10 points. I absolutely loved every second of Moses Moody out there. Kylan, your thoughts? I thought Moses Moody was fantastic. I've been so impressed with him throughout the postseason. His maturity is absolutely shining. He is bringing the energy. He's been effective in rebounding. His passing has been better. His defense has been solid. I just think all around that Moses Moody has looked good. I mean, at least looked good in terms of being a solid bench presence and a good rotational piece throughout the postseason. That's what just makes it so unfortunate that he got DNP'd so much during the regular season. Well, we watched Anthony Lamb get tons of minutes and, and some of the other players that I know you and I both felt like he should have been playing ahead of. Um, so, you know, I think yeah. it's unfortunate that he didn't get more run in the regular season, but it's just so impressive and speaks to his character that he has been able to deliver the way he has during the postseason. And that's where I think you see the big difference in maturity level between Moses Moody and Jonathan Kaminga. Mm -hmm. I know there was a lot of talk throughout the day today regarding Jonathan Kaminga's comments to the Chronicle and our friend CJ Holmes, just about his frustration with not playing and, and the fact that it's hard for him to put a smile on his face and to go out there and, and act like he's excited and cheer on his teammates when he's so just personally frustrated with not playing, which I can understand a little bit of. But I will say that, for example, Moses Moody, you notice the difference in the way those two carry themselves when in those situations. Like I've watched Moses Moody and the way he's acted on the bench throughout the regular season when not playing and the way he's acted in press conferences when he is talked to. And he always has these mature and, you know, just wise beyond his years responses about, you know, always needing to stay ready and, and you know, how he's waiting for his opportunity. He's continuing to work in the gym. He's putting his head down. He's having a positive attitude and still, you know, supporting his teammates. And I think, those labors are now, you know, coming, he's seeing the fruits of his labors and, you know, now it's all paying off with the minutes he's getting in the postseason and the way that he has been able to contribute. So, you know, I think that's maybe something that Jonathan Kaminga can learn from and hopefully mature from a little bit, you know, at the end of the day, you've got to be a team player. We heard Steph Curry gave this huge motivational speech to the Warriors. Don't get on the bus. If you aren't with us, check your emotions at the door type of deal. And I think Moses Moody has embodied that perfectly in the way that he's handled this entire season being DNP to the mystery of many of us um, and now stepping in in the postseason and being super effective. So love to see it. I thought he was good tonight. He's been good throughout the postseason when he's been called on. And I hope we see more of it. Yeah, absolutely. Moody Moody did have one moment, though, when he he and I loved it, actually, uh, when he did express his frustration. And when we played this clip on. I mean, it sucks. That was his reaction to what, you know, when being asked about the whole stay ready thing and um, he had his moment, but I, I'm totally with you. He just, his, his demeanor is the same. Like, his no demeanor, what. that's what I was say. Yeah. I mean, I remember that clip too, but still when you see him at games and on the, you know, he's yeah, not yeah. sulking, he's not, you know what I mean? You can yeah, just talk about the body language. He's still trying to stay engaged and, you know, at least be positive for the team's sake. You know what Absolutely. I mean? And I think you can tell that, that Jonathan Kaminga has been hanging his head a little bit and, I don't want to yeah. talk too much about him, but I really wanted to see him be a little bit more aggressive in the minutes that he got. I know it was garbage time, but still, I like tweeted it. I'm like, please, Jonathan Kaminga, do something incredible. You know, go crazy. Just just yeah, run around the floor, in. even when you are getting these garbage time minutes, because you never know. Steve Kerr loves defense. He loves hustle. You know, you make it back in his good graces. So that's the only thing I was hoping to see a little bit more from JK in the minutes he did get late in the game. 
it was a lot of minutes. Like, I mean, the, the, yeah, the like he got a good stretch and that's why <laughs> I wanted him to be, you know, like I wanted him to be aggressive, like prove yourself, JK, like put yourself back in there, you know, like put yourself back in the mix Force Steve to, to play you and realize that he can't keep sitting you. You know what I mean? Like I want him to go out there and grab it. Totally with you. Um, I want to play the sound, but it just came down on the, on the Warriors Oh, I'm sorry, the, uh, the NBC Sports Bay Area feed on their Twitter account more specifically, who I always uh, sincerely thank for doing that work immediately after the game, as opposed to, you know, uh, us having to dig it up and edit it ourselves. Um, so here is courtesy of the NBC Sports Bay Area Twitter account, Steve Kerr. And this is particularly the reason why I wanted to play this, talking about the Jermichael Green adjustments, starting him tonight and his thoughts on the results. Jermichael Green, he seemed to have been one of the adjustments made from game one to game two. And I mean, 15 points, 12 minutes, 50% from three. It seemed that he helped spacing on the floor. Would, you know, what would you say about the fact that you decided to go with him in the starting lineup and then later <clears throat> and how much he helped you guys tonight? Well, number one, I'm just proud of J. Mike. It's been a tough year for him, you know, um, for a lot of reasons, um, you know, he missed some time with uh, a, a few different ailments. And then uh, when he was healthy, um, you know, I, he was out of the rotation. Um, I didn't play him a whole lot. Um, and uh, he just stayed ready. And, and um, you know, he um, took advantage of, of his opportunity. And this uh, this seemed like a series for him just with um, the way the Lakers are, are playing us defensively. And um, I couldn't be happier uh, for J. Mike. He, he's really earned this by, by just staying positive and staying ready. I, I've never heard anyone call him that, J. Mike. So I guess that's his nickname. Have you heard that before? I've never heard him called J. Mike. JMG is what I've heard. And by the way, sorry, I had to take my virtual background off just because one of the dogs ran in. I, I know that some of our, our viewers and listeners appreciate the dogs. Yeah, heck yeah. And one of my doctors came in and literally like propped up and was posing on our little like sofa bed thing, just, just dying to be on camera. He was wagging his tail and like making whining, grunting noises. And I was like, oh, look at how cute oh, he is. He's, happy. he's celebrating. We're all celebrating the Warriors game two win. So, uh, you know. <laughs> happy <laughs> oh i absolutely love it and again jamichael green uh just reading off his numbers tonight um he played 12 minutes but they were a damn efficient and effective 12 minutes six for nine from the field three of six from beyond the arc and again that's one of the things he brings he spaces the floor he's a danger from the three-point line uh only had one rebound tonight you wouldn't have guessed that added two assists um, and finished with 15 points. Uh, so solid output for Jermichael Green tonight. Another player I thought that, that uh, actually, no, before we get to Clay Thompson, because I want to give him his due, I thought he had a great game. One play um, that I saw from the Warriors offense, which I haven't seen implemented consistently in a while, but it's incredibly effective when used against this Lakers defense. I love the pick and roll. We don't see it a lot from the Golden State Warriors. I felt yeah. like we saw it a lot tonight. And I thought that was part of the reason why Stephen Curry finished with 12 assists. It's like the highest total for him in a postseason game, I think in 10 years, I saw some crazy stat like that. Uh, Steph finished again tonight with 20 points by his standards, below his average, um, was a plus 24, but those 12 assists just really stick out. Um, and I thought it was because one of the adjustments they made, uh, and kudos to Kerr for this, I, I always beg for the pick and roll when it comes to Stephen Curry because he's, he's a beast uh, in that very simple yet effective offensive set. Um, your thoughts, did you see something similar than that? Uh, did you notice... Uh, a tweak in the offense with the pick and roll. Any thoughts from you? 
Definitely. I noticed a tweak um, and I was excited to see it because after game one, that was one of the things I was also looking for. Um, the pick and roll is something the Warriors need to go heavy with, or at least that's what I thought they needed to go heavy with. No, you can't run the pick and roll every single time down the floor, but it's super effective. And then, you know, something I mentioned earlier in the episode is, is with the high ball screen in particular, like get, get Anthony get Anthony Davis out of the paint, get their bigs out of the paint. I mean, it just, when you can pull them away from the basket and try to help spread the floor when you're running that high ball screen, it only helps open up the floor on the offense. And then Steph Curry is Steph Curry. Like he's incredible on the pick and roll. And against the Kings, I kind of said the same thing too. I was like, they need to do more Steph on ball, more Steph specific ball screens. Um, and I thought that was a noticeable adjustment tonight. I thought it was great. And as you mentioned, Steph Curry is just incredible at deciding when it's his time to make an incredible play and, and to drive to the basket and when to facilitate and when it, the role is there and when there is another option to kick out or whatever the situation may be when the defense collapses on him or when he's being doubled. Like he's super, super good at setting up his teammates. So it's fun to watch because if Steph isn't going to score, he's going to help someone else to score. And you know what? I don't appreciate my dog being fat shamed by some of you in these comments. <laughs> Did someone fat shame him? No, come on. I didn't see any fat shame. Someone said the dog, that my dog, is his name is uh, Scooby, has been, Kooby, has been binging on Built Bars. So I'm just saying. Oh, he hasn't no, been Rachel. binging on Built Bars. I see. I missed that. Kyle, the I'm dog just... binging on Built Bars. <laughs> well, maybe he meant it in a good way because Built Bars are healthy, actually, for you. So Okay, well, then maybe maybe, maybe you meant it isn't he strong. But uh, he, he's a big boy. But according to the vet, he is not overweight. So people... Uh, <laughs> I, I love your dogs. I really do. Uh, by the way, uh, Dennis B. writes, so only a sickness by Looney got Jermichael Green on the floor. We, we don't know that for certain. That is uh, pure speculation. In fact, we don't even know what the sickness is. Looney looked fine. I, I thought he looked that. I, 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 I thought the adjustment was more so intentional to bring Looney off the bench so that you can constantly have two bigs on the floor while simultaneously not being, uh, uh, you know, a liability in terms of a lack of shooters. I, I That's what I thought. I Come on, Looney. I know he only played 11 minutes today. Uh, I thought they were they were a very effective 11 minutes. Still grabbed eight rebounds. Uh, you know, added six points. Um, I don't know. Do, do you do you agree? With, any thoughts, Kylan, on that? Yeah, no, I agree. I was trying to decide because initially, like you said, they announced that Jermichael Green was, was starting and it wasn't immediately announced that Looney was sick. And then it, it came out shortly after from the Warriors that Looney was feeling ill. And I was trying to decide, you know, was that decision based more on Looney being sick or was it based more on the fact that the Warriors really wanted to find an adjustment and, you know, they thought Looney would be effective off the bench and in, in a second unit role um, as we talked about you know wanting uh, Draymond Green to be on AD and and you know some of the things that we thought that the Warriors maybe should have uh, tried out in game two so I'd be very curious to hear from Steve Kerr exactly what went into that decision making process because you know before the game <laughs> dogs can be bad. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you know, so I would be curious to hear if he does address that after the game, because it was not addressed in pregame specifically as to like what the decision-making process was to start to Michael Green. Um, but, you know, overall, I thought it was a great move. It worked out. And, you know, Jamichael was super effective in the minutes he was out there. I mean, 15 points in 13 minutes, you know, that's a great stat line. Um, it, Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. 
but you know, again, he, he was able to hit some shots. He hit three triples, which were big threes. And then Kavon Looney only 12 minutes, but again, those eight boards is, is, you know, an effective night for him on the glass. I'll be curious to see if he's back in full strength. Cause obviously the series we're just going every other day. So there's not a lot of time to recover. I know you yeah. mentioned too, if he's sick, why is he out there with the players? I was wondering what the sickness was because maybe it's something non-contagious, like a stomach flu, uh, allergies as i mentioned i get migraine so maybe it was something that wasn't contagious um but if not i agree with you also i love that i've already seen some tweets that are calling this the floon game as in the Kevon Rooney flu game the, you know as in a yeah, michael jordan's flu game <laughs> but uh those are cracking me up so if you look on twitter there's some people who are trying to make a floon happen and i don't know if floon is happening or not but it did make me laugh <laughs> Absolutely, the floon game. I, I just hope it's just something he ate. If that's the yeah, case, that's it, what I'm know. saying. Maybe it was just you know yeah. you ate something, stomach sickness, yeah, you know, sleeping type of situation. Hopefully, because that's something you hopefully he would be over two days from now. You know, yeah, exactly. Let, let's hope that's the case. I still love the adjustment with Jamichael starting. Uh, yeah. When we come back, um, want to talk about Clay a little bit because he had an yeah. awesome game. I also am curious, Kylan, to get your thoughts on Gary Payne the second. Uh, a subtle adjustment there. He's basically out of the rotation. Um, look, it worked. So you can't go. If it works, you can't complain. I mean, the, the goal is to win, to win handily, of course, if possible. Uh, but it was a curious move. That I mean, Gary Payne II is essentially not going to be part of the series. That's what it seems like. So we'll talk about that uh, and Clay and wrap things up when we come back. I'd give some love to uh, one of our sponsors who focuses on mental health, uh, which I don't think can be emphasized enough in terms of the positive impact. Uh, you know, a resource like BetterHelp can be for you. And today's episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Uh, uh, give online therapy a try at betterhelp.com slash locked on NBA and get on your way to being your best self. Um, and again, it's therapy gives you the tools to find balance in life. It just gives you someone to give you some, some a fresh perspective. You know, your brain is an organ. Sometimes it gets damaged, just like any other part of your body. And you need help for that. And that's where mental health therapists and individuals at BetterHelp can help you. So find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NBA today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash NBA. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team... Every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. You can follow Kylan Mills on all social media platforms, including Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Kylan Mills. You can follow me on Twitter at Dog Surf Roadshow. Uh, Gary Payne II, um, he's he's a bit of an offensive liability. His corner three, I think, is efficient. Uh, when he's shooting from the elbow, when he's shooting from the top of the key, it's not that efficient. You know, we've seen a lot of bricks. Um, I still look, I never have a problem with playing him to me. If, if Gary Payne, the second plays 25 minutes a night, I don't think bad things happen. I, I wouldn't mind it, but at the same time, look, if it's, if your strategy is successful, I'm all for it. You know, they won by 27 points tonight. Would have probably been even more if Rory Hachimura wasn't hitting like every three pointer he was putting up there. Um, that's the only reason why the Lakers even got hundred points. I mean, this was just pure domination tonight. Uh, any issues with Gary Payne, the second basically falling out of the rotation for the series? 
Yeah. So, I mean, initially going into the series, I wanted to see more GP2 and I wanted both GP2 and Dante DiVincenzo to step up because I don't think either of them have been the difference makers in the postseason that I thought they were going to be. I don't know about you, Cy. I was high on both those guys throughout the regular season. I expected them to be really, like I said, just different makers and have a huge impact off the bench. And I feel like both of them have just kind of been underwhelming, both DDV and Gary Payton II. Um, so, you know, I don't know that I necessarily have an issue with GP2 maybe, you know, falling a little bit out of favor. Um, I think there may be an opportunity for him, depending on the matchup and if the Warriors move on to the next round. Um, but, you know, it worked. I mean, here's the thing that's hard to criticize, a 27-point win. Um, you know, I thought the rotation that that Curry utilized worked. Um, I did think that Dante DiVincenzo was fairly, was better, I guess. I mean, because that's one thing I think is interesting, that DDB dil- still did get a lot of minutes. Mm-hmm. GP2 did not. So, you know, they're two very similar players, if you're looking in particular for perimeter defense. Um, I mean, DDB is a little bit more of a playmaker on the ball and the mm-hmm. offensive side, but still. Um, you know, I thought it was kind of interesting that Kerr clearly, you know, felt like DDV was the better choice and, and the better fit for this matchup. Um, I'll, I don't think that will, I don't think it'll stay that way, but I don't know because with the LA Lakers size, it, you know, and, and given that the paint points were such a big issue, I don't know that Gary Payton and Dante will be big factors throughout the series. We'll have yeah. to see how it plays out. Um, But I think Dante just, you know, maybe can hit some threes and work his way into the rotation in that way over Gary Payton II. Like, I'm trying to think about really what the differentiator would be. Um, And I think maybe just Dante's ability to run the offense uh, in that second unit and, you know, hit some threes is probably the only reason. But, you know, it is what it is. Those two are pretty similar. The Warriors have struggled in size. So I don't mind Jermichael Green getting some of those minutes because that's the other thing you got to think about is Jermichael Green coming into the starting lineup. Come on, Looney still played 12. But so, you know, minutes have to come out of somewhere if we're going to see more JMG. And I don't know that I necessarily mind them coming out of Gary Payton II, given the matchup and the way it's played out so far um, and the way I'm that he's you. looked so far. But I like Gary Payton II. So, like I said, I'm not writing him off for, for you know, the rest of the postseason and forever. But No, I'm know, totally with you. It's just today's, it, today's game and, and the current situation the Warriors are in. Like, I'm okay it, with it. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. I mean, they, didn't, they did not need Gary Payton II against the Mavericks in the Western Conference Finals last year when – John Morant got hurt. They survived the Gary Payne, the second injury. So, you know, they've proven already they don't need him every time. He was invaluable in the Celtics series, though. I mean, it just depends. It's all about matchups. And, matchups, and yeah. yeah, it looks like they can survive that. Um, it looks it sounds like Charlie's home. I heard the dogs going crazy. You got dinner rolling in. Um, I quickly want to give uh, uh, Clay Thompson his, his love yeah. because he had a fantastic game tonight. 31 minutes played. He was 8 for 11 from the three-point line. I've been waiting for a game like that from Clay for a long time. Led the game in scoring with 30 points. So kudos to Clay Thompson. Uh, any final thoughts on Clay or the game, Kylan? We'll be back tomorrow uh, to preview games three and four because those are going to be huge. But any final thoughts for tonight? I mean, Clay was outstanding, I thought. At halftime, Clay Thompson, and I screenshotted this because I was like, dang, I don't want to forget this to mention it in the post game. Halftime, he had 19 points. And was five of seven from three, seven of twelve just from the floor. Um, he also chipped in a rebound and an assist. Uh, obviously, he didn't play much once the Warriors got such a massive lead in the fourth quarter. Uh, you know, so you didn't necessarily go on to have a forty-point game, but still, he finished with thirty. And, and I thought that Clay Thompson looked good. Now, one thing I want to point out is I feel like Clay is at his best as a spot-up shooter. 
when he just is more in a catch and shoot role. When oh, yeah. he starts to like dribble and, and do, you know, and it's something we talk about with Jordan Poole, but do too much. So he, I hate to say that with Clay, but when he starts to put the ball on the floor, I just think that he's not as effective and he's just not as good as at being a shot creator. He's that guy that you want in any type of catch and shoot situation. It's so smooth coming out of his hands. I love to see it when he's in rhythm. That's when Clay Thompson is a super threat. Um, and he hit some really he hit some good shots tonight. Too. Uh-huh. Like I want to say like, it wasn't just uh wide open looks, you know what I mean? So I, he was hot tonight when he's hot, when he's in rhythm, when he's not doing too much, like I said, when he's more of a spot up shooter versus, you know, sometimes he starts to do too much. The shot clock runs down the Warriors start, cl- you know, flinging up threes. I feel like then that's where you see, you know, clay throwing up some bad looks, but I thought that he was in rhythm tonight. He was good. He made better uh, decisions with the ball and, I think he deserves some love. Well done by Clay Thompson. Hopefully they can continue that. Absolutely. Hero ball. Yes. Yeah. Someone, Joe just mentioned the comments, Clay hero ball, same as JP hero ball. Yeah. Yeah. Arriving. So like, I, I do think there could be some comparative um, comparison there when sometimes, you know, Clay Thompson does maybe do too much or, you know what I mean? Just do what, you know, do your role, do what you're good at, play within yourself. And I think he, you know, that's when he's super, super effective. And he was today. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Um, you know, before we go, a couple uh, uh, chats. I starred. Uh, Mortigan writes that Jermichael Green outscored 80 tonight. We talked about that. You're absolutely right. Crazy, but true. Um, yeah, and then G- it is. Yeah. And then GDOT writes uh, a question. Ask a question. Uh, can these adjustments work when AD has a good game? I'm going to say easily yes. Uh, I, you know, I, I don't. I think part of the reason why he had a bad game was because Draymond was guarding him from the start, because the officials didn't bail the Lakers out tonight with a ridiculous free-throw advantage. The free-throw camp tonight, uh, the Lakers uh, finished this game with uh, 17 free-throw attempts to 16 for the Warriors. So they still had one more, although I'm not looking at fourth quarters. Uh, I guess I can look at the fourth quarter real quick. I have the stat right here. Um, but uh, we didn't get a chance to talk about Jordan Poole, but we're running out of time here yeah. for tomorrow's show. Kyle and you and I will be back at it to preview uh, game three. And we can talk about Jordan Poole a little bit, whose minutes were diminished uh, mm-hmm. uh, he played 15 tonight. Um, I love seeing that. I just don't think he should be given like this endless leash. Like if Jordan Poole is struggling, you've got other players on your bench. Your final thoughts on that? Is it too late to quickly opine? Yeah, yeah no, we, a minute or two we got here. And, uh, I think that Jordan Poole hasn't looked great. I mean, I think that when he does come in and, and does what he did today uh, in terms of fouling, did he finish with five fouls? I think it was. Oh, uh, five. <laughs> is that true? Um, I have it right here. Five. Poole, yes, yeah. it was Jordan Poole five. So Oof. five, because that's one thing that stood out to me. I was like, Jordan, why are you fouling? Yeah. Um, five fouls in 16 minutes. I mean, that's, it's just a problem. And we already know that he's a liability defensively. But when you come in and you're also fouling left and right, like I understand it. You know what I mean? Like I understand it. Now, granted, Jordan Poole played great in game one, but he's been very hot and cold throughout the postseason. You know, there were times against the Kings that I thought Jordan Poole looked terrible. Uh-huh. Um, now we didn't get to talk about it. Maybe this is something we can touch on tomorrow. Like I wasn't one of those people who was dumping on Jordan Poole for that last second shot in game one. Like I thought it maybe could have been a little bit better and we could go on a whole separate tangent on this, but I don't blame him for taking that look. Um, and I thought that he was good in game one, but tonight, like you can't foul like that and you can't be this huge liability defensively. The Warriors can't afford that. And so, you know what I mean? If he's out of the rotation, he's out. Like you said, they've got other players on the bench. I think giving more minutes to Jermichael Green makes perfect sense. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I would love to see even, like I said, I would love to see Jonathan Kaminga get some more meaningful minutes. I was disappointed. I wanted to see a little bit more effort from him tonight in, in that time he did get towards the end. But I understand it's a garbage time situation. Maybe it's hard to feel the motivation. 
you know, maybe you give him a little bit of run if Jordan Poole is still struggling. I like Moses Moody getting more minutes. So if I agree with you, if Jordan Poole is, you know, hero ball, some people have mentioned, if he's fouling like that, then, you know, turn to your other guys. This Warriors team does have other players in the second unit who can compete. So absolutely. all good when you win. I'm with you, Joe. I mean, absolutely. I liked um, Jordan Poole's playing game one brutal five fouls today in game two well and there was and his defense like there was one play where the lakers ran the most fundamental like third grade basketball give and go i think it was uh lebron and vanderbilt like it was vanderbilt was one who scored and jordan Poole was just standing there just watching this thing happen and that was his assignment and i was just watching this going my god man like why like you gotta keep your head in a swivel i mean that's that's part of defense is being aware at all times and yeah, sometimes awesome. plays are just happening while he's watching it and it's kind of crazy um Anyway, so I'm, I'm happy that uh, his minutes were reduced tonight uh, to 15. If he's playing like he did in game one, yeah, he's got to get his run. Um, but tonight right. it, it wasn't there. And so I'm happy that he got pulled uh, and was limited to 15 minutes and change. And again, Moody getting minutes is a thrill. I'm absolutely ecstatic at that. Jermichael as well. Um, for me, like I'm satisfied with an either or, either Jermichael or Kaminga. But length in basketball matters. It's important. And, and, uh, and on the last show, Kyle and I emphasized how of all these teams in the dynasty – this is the smallest in terms of the players that are being utilized. Like every other dynasty had, you had Deshaun Livingston's, your Andre Godala's, uh, your Otto Porter Jr.'s, your David West's. Like the Warriors aren't using anyone like that, at least not until tonight. That tonight we yeah. saw Jermichael, uh, Moses Moody's getting good run. He's a, He has a 7-1 wingspan on top of that 6-5 height. So I'm I'm happy with tonight, obviously, man. That was just an uh, incredible uh, uh, performance, 127-100. Any final thoughts, Kyle, before you grab your, your much blade? Uh, belabored dinner uh, that I know your husband just brought home. I'm happy for you um, in that regard. Any final thoughts? The Warriors got to figure out how to now replicate this on the road. They've got to make this happen in LA. I, I do think it's a little bit unfortunate they split the first two games at home because we know the Warriors have struggled on the road. That's been the storyline all season. They played great at Chase Center. Obviously, they had home court advantage coming into the series, and you want to maintain that. Um, and I do think that the, the Lakers can still make this a very difficult series for the Warriors. So this is a situation where you don't want to go down 3-1. You'd much rather come back here and have games 5-6-7 with the home court advantage tied up at two apiece. So I just hope the Warriors can figure this out, replicate this on the road, take one in L.A., and then you feel good about where they stand heading into game five. Awesome. Great job, as always. Um, we'll be back at it tomorrow. Dub Nation, congrats. It was a happy result. Um, Kyle, I'm sorry if I spilled too much there, by the way. I apologize. That was my fault. If, if did I get too, did I spill too much? In no, you're good. You're good. Okay, okay. All right. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa. All right. Now we're packing it up. I blocked that person already. Don't worry. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, they're blocked. Yeah, don't don't come in here with hate like that. That's, just, that's ridiculous. All right. Uh, good night, everyone. Go Dub Nation. Kyle and I will be back at it tomorrow to break down games three and four because those are going to be huge games. Oh, I love your pups, Kylan. Bye-bye, everyone. Bye, Kylan. Thank you. <laughs>